0: are we doing this really wait for it are we doing this wait for it How? what the fuck and it's also eh, what the fuck what's wrong with me it's time for wtf what the fuck with mark Maron. okay let's do this how are you what the fuckers what the fuck buddies what the fucking ears what the fuck nicks what the fuck a knots? What the fuck are What the fuck? We survived another rapture. I believe it's my third rapture. I made it through. The rapture on Saturday was a very pleasant day in Los Angeles. I mean, if that was hell on earth, man, what a what a wonderful hell on earth it is, and we're still in it. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thanks for listening. Today, my guest is uh, Gary Shanling. Very nervous to talk to Gary Shanling. I uh, I love Gary Shanling. Love his work. Created one of the greatest TV shows ever. I've always been a fan of his comedy. He's a very unique, very sensitive, very interesting man. I seem to be, I, I seem to be craving some wisdom from Gary Shanling. I don't know why. I've heard that he's he's gotten a bit spiritual. I I'm open to that. I'm now not uh, officially, as of the Rapture, not as angry as I once was. Uh, that's if anything happened on Saturday. I think some of my anger was removed. I don't know if that's part of the Rapture i am not sure but i'm a little i'm a little nervous about talking to gary but back to the rapture we did get through another rapture i i i am forty seven years old i've made it through i think at least three raptures uh the y2 k rapture was very boring uh there was a rapture before that i was sort of half on board with the haley bop crew and the you know killing yourself with the same haircuts and the same sneakers on bunk beds. I thought there was might be might be an outside uh, possibility that that might bring it on the Bob collision thing. And then before that, I I, I kind of the Branch Davidians, but they I don't know they created their own rapture in a way, brought it on themselves, or maybe they were persecuted by uh, by demons from hell. Depending how you feel about the ATF, there was also I believe in my recollection a woman who had a who was a preacher of some kind, uh, prophesized the end of the world. Had her congregation build underground bunkers. They moved in and the end of the world didn't happen. I've always wondered what is the preacher's approach to a congregation You know, after a week or so goes by and it didn't happen when you can no longer pull the, uh, well, maybe I was off a little bit. Yeah, maybe we should go look outside. What are we going to do with the bunkers? Well, we can grow weed or, or mushrooms of any kind uh maybe just storage you know maybe uh, i don't know let's just keep it open maybe we could have it for weekends i i don't know how it works all i know is that i kind of knew the rapture was bullshit i mean i live in the hills at the barrio up here at the cat ranch and usually if anything's going to happen in my neighborhood with that has a you know that's going to be a big deal there's going to be fireworks around here so wednesday thursday friday nothing no fireworks no fireworks, no nothing. Did it happen? See, I'm a little selfish. I'm weird. I know that, like, I'm not on board with the with the Christian thing. And, and I always thought that if the rapture was going to happen, it would be great. And I hope it does happen to those people that believe it's going to happen. Because that would be an interesting day for the rest of us. Just just Christians shooting up into the air like bottle rockets. <laughs> oh, my God, it's that day. They're leaving. Oh, finally, the meek can inherit the earth and make it a better place without all these moralizing whack jobs around. But I'm not saying all Christians, as you know, and I'm not saying that I'm completely uh, you know, atheistic in any sense, but uh, the rapture seems a little extreme. It's exciting to think about the end of the world. But in my thoughts, I kind of wish it would be more uh, more of a group thing. I kind of wish it involved everybody. I think that if the world is going to end, the best possible scenario if it, is that it ends for everyone at the same time. That way, no one misses anything. That's my selfish business. This might be hell on earth. I don't know. Maybe that, Maybe it already happened. It was just very subtle and only two people were able to go. Maybe there are only two people good enough to get airlifted out of here by the Jesus ship. Maybe, who knows? This could be hell on earth. Maybe we're so self-involved and okay on some level in our own lives that we don't realize that the rapture happened. Maybe it did happen Saturday. And maybe there were just, there were just two people that uh, that God deemed good enough to take the Jesus ship. Just some guy Joe and this and this girl Annie. Uh, he lives in Czechoslovakia and she, uh, you know, uh, is a student in Connecticut. Maybe that was it. They were the only ones that went. Sorry, that'd be hilarious if that were true. Why did I just make up those people and why did I give them a past and why did I provide them with a geographical location? All right, Rapture Friday. I uh, took a hike. With, the, with Sanchez, the girl. She said, let's go on this hike. I went on it once. It's a day hike. It'll take an hour. Of course, we get up there. And an hour in, we're not even halfway up. We're sweating. It's a, It's a, an ongoing ascent. But I'm in hike zone, man. And once I get going in hike zone, I am in it. I'm just breathing and moving and thinking and feeling rocks under my feet and enjoying the air and just, you know, you get a clip going, you get a pace going. And if you're hiking with somebody else, you're both synchronized. And then all of a sudden in the back of your head, or maybe I should say behind my head, I hear, can we slow down? Oh, no, no, I'm in the zone. We got to make it to the top. And then party is going, fuck this, just turn around. You had enough. You got an hour in. No, we're on a, we, we need to finish. We need to win. Come on, can we just slow down? I need a drink. Come on, let's just keep going. All right, I'll slow down is what I said. But then there's also the other part of hiking, which is me on the edge. I look over an edge. There's no guardrail. There's just a drop. There are rocks. And I have that weird yin yang thing of like, why don't I just drop my, why don't I just fall and then there's the other side, which is like, please don't fucking fall. Do everything you can to, you know, don't slip. Don't fall. The other part of me is like, just do it. Why not? Let go. Fuck you. And then I start thinking, what if I did fall? Then I picture myself tumbling down a hill thinking this is how I'm going to go out. This is what it is. After all I've been through, I'm going to be one of those guys, comedian Mark Maron, Falls to his death on a day hike in Pasadena. They found him on a rock. And then there's speculation. Did he fall or did he kill himself? I don't know if you've been listening lately, but he seemed happy. But maybe that was just hiding the fact that he wasn't happy. Is that the rapture? Maybe I could have raptured myself right out of here. No, I'm, I'm in for the long haul. No fucking way. So anyways, no rapture, no fireworks. Maybe a couple people got out. I don't know. We're going to talk to Gary and that brings up all these other issues because I'm looking for, I, for some reason I think he's a Buddha. For some reason I think that he has some information for me that I need to know. But I really think I have this weird void because my father was this self-involved, angry, slightly detached dude that like, I kind of I got hung out to dry. So my entire life has been a search for an effective father figure. And of course I always pick guys who are angry, self-involved, and detached to to be my sages, to be my wise men, to guide me through life. You know, drug addicts and manic depressives and just lunatics of all kinds, uh, I think, have the secret wisdom, but now I'm at a different point now. If anything happened the other day, my anger left on Rapture Saturday. My anger was raptured out of me, and I'm now ready to open my heart, and I think Gary Shanling is going to provide me some information. At least have a good conversation, because he's not that kind of, you know, he's not that kind of guy, but he seems like a, a softer dude, a dude, you know, very funny, very deliberate. I just feel myself wanting some wisdom, but I'm sure it'll be a good talk. I got to let go of this daddy shit. I mean, seriously, I'm 47. Haven't I learned that all the people in my life who I thought I could respect when I was younger who had all this great information, if they get old enough, eventually there's a statute of limitations on, you know, thinking that there's some sort of wise old man and that they, they're just people. When is that going to go away? I mean, Christ, I'm 47. I have wisdom. I've lived through a lot. I have things to share. Some of that wisdom is is half-baked and not completely formed, but some of it isn't. Oh, man, I'm spiraling in the head. Let's get channeling in here. Let's talk. Please, God. This show is brought to you by Men of a Certain Age on TNT. And as you've heard me talk about it before, I think this is a wonderful show. I actually love this show. I just recently saw Mike Lee's Another Year and I couldn't quite figure out where to put men of a certain age in terms of tone. And it's not really a dramedy. It's not a comedy. It's got a naturalism to it that I can compare you know, to a Mike Lee movie. These are guys that are dealing with, they're at that point in their life where their problems are fairly specific and it's all handled with a lot of heart. And I love the show. And it, I didn't even realize this, but it won a Peabody Award for Excellence in Media Andre Brouwer was nominated for an Emmy. The LA Times said, quote, a miraculously good show about a stage of life that is too often either ignored or overplayed, unquote. And I personally have had experience with doing both of those things. As a 47-year-old, I've both ignored and overplayed my stage of uh, of life at this point in time. But I'll tell you, uh, men of a certain age, it, makes, it moves me. It definitely moves me. You can learn more about the show at TNT.tv. All new episodes begin Wednesday, June 1st. You can check your local listings for times. It is only on TNT. And you know what? Do I have Ray Romano's number? Let's call Ray Romano. I just want to talk to him about the show for 2 seconds. Not you know, sort of a this part of the plug, but it's more of an interview. It's and I'm just going to call him as a friend. I'm a comedian, he's a comedian. We've talked before. Shouldn't be a problem. I probably he's probably not going to pick up. It's probably his office number, but I think I can call Ray. Do you think that's out of line? Huh? No? All right. Let's call Ray Romano. Hello. Ray, Ray, it's Mark Marin.
1: Oh, hey man. How are
0: you? I'm good, buddy. Look, I I'm sorry if I'm uh um I, I didn't know if I could call this number. I'm qu- quite frankly I'm surprised it got through to you, but but look, I I just I've been watching the show because they sent me the show, uh, you know, Mike good, sent good. it to me. It's so it's so fucking good. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, can we quote that? Can we put that on the uh, on a log line?
0: Yeah, definitely. You can blurb it on the box when you do the DVDs. Yeah, it's yeah. It's well, so, thanks, right? yeah. yeah, I I just don't like the with your character, the evolution of it. Like, you know, I was a fan of the last season. I waited a long time for this season. It's very real, Ray. You're doing real stuff.
1: Yeah, well, that's our that's our thing, man. Keep it real. And uh, downplay it and underplay it and put music to it.
0: That, and, and I think it's working because I swear <laughs> every every time, every episode, I cry a little bit. That's what... <laughs> that, <laughs>
1: For, for i don't even care what the reason is i'm just like it <laughs> no yeah. it's it's
0: it's for the good reasons i i, I gotta be honest with you i watched all of them
1: so wait a minute you got the six the six coming up you got you
0: yeah i've this. seen them before anybody so like oh, okay. so i just want to say that you know what happens with you and the bookie i mean that thing and the yeah, pa- well,
1: don't 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 you know all right, all right, no, you're right, away. you're
0: right, you're right. Or that the thing that happens with you and your ex-wife, I mean, yeah, that
1: no, was... No, nothing happens, but all right. just, you know, let them find out.
0: All right, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just excited, I'm sorry. I, but by the end of the show, I am, uh, I am looking at my life in a very honest way, because I'm roughly the same age as you guys, and there's a couple of things, like when Scott Bakula, his character, when he changes everything and yeah, stuff... Sc- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, All but right, don't, all right, Like, all right. This, all right. this is going to be on your thing, you don't want to give... You all right. Know, he, he, yeah, he right. yeah, no, you're right. You're general right. All
0: right, I'm just. All right, I'm just telling you that that I love it. <laughs> no, no, I and, appreciate the compliments. Yeah. No, all. no, it's just it's very moving to me. Like I'm getting choked up thinking about it. But look, oh. you know what? Why, why why don't you get back to work? And I just want to tell you, I appreciate the the all show. Right, I appreciate
1: it. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off because I like hearing all the good stuff, but I just don't want to, you know. Yeah. Re- reveal. Too no, much no, here. no. I
0: think that's a that's a good call. I, you know, and I'll wait. I'll wait to talk about it when everybody sees it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, man. All right, buddy. I'll, I, you know, I won't bother you. You know, I, I won't misuse the number or anything. No,
1: you're not bothering me. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Thanks, Ray. You
1: probably won't get me straight on the next time. This was a fluke, but thanks anyway. All right. All
0: right thanks for thanks for talking. All right. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Well, that went well. I think that was a friendly conversation. I think I could probably feel okay about calling him. I'm going to call him again. Not right now, but in the future, just casually, as a call, just as a friend. Again, men of a certain age. All new episodes begin Wednesday, June 1st. Check your local listings for times. Only on TNT. Come on, it's the future, man. I'm 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 working from home, Gary. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Listen,
2: I mean my buddy uh a good friend of mine has uh, just said to me, um, let's get you on a, on your website talking. Uh uh-huh. going." Yeah. So I I've gotta I've gotta yet do that. Are like you thinking a think friend you're... of mine that's uh yeah, I have a friend who's an architect. Uh,
0: does he have a podcast?
2: No, he's just very, very smart. He's a yeah. Harvard grad and we get along really well. Yeah. And uh I shot something for him and um so I'm what I'm saying is I'm trying to catch up to the future.
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm new to it. But um
2: But you know, lots of people told me about you. Yeah. Like five. Yeah, that's a and lot. And then and then someone um my buddy Bruce Grayson, who's kinda of one of my best friends, he's yeah. a makeup artist. Yeah. He called me two nights ago and he said, um, Listen, there's this uh, woman that I know who's really smart and especially creative, and I, maybe he mentioned her name. Yeah. And she said, You should listen to this guy, and he does an interview show or something yeah. called. Uh, and he goes, "Mar? Is it Mar?" I said, It's Mark Marin? Yeah. He said, Yeah, that's it. I said, I'm doing it two days from now. He he said, that's really a severe coincidence. Yeah. So
0: I think people listen to it. I mean, a lot of people seem and to Sarah like Silverman,
2: it. Sarah Silverman, I think, told me.
0: Sarah was on my show. I talked to her for an hour. Yeah. I think Judd told you, and then you met me. Is that off. me? That's you. Oh. Yeah.
2: Are we? Are you, are you already taping?
0: Sure, we can start taping whenever you, you, you want. Yeah.
2: I mean, have you been? Yeah. Have we been taping this part?
0: We're taping this part I think now. That's
2: a good idea. Oh no! What do you mean now? You mean like just starting now? Or no, it's been what happening. We, it, yeah, it, yeah, that's I,
0: right. I started it when I mentioned the driveway. <laughs>
2: Did you start? <laughs> you didn't start it. Twelve years ago, when I met you in the bathroom of the uh... the comedy store. Well, you know, when we're in the bathroom together, I forget where it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't remember that.
2: No, I couldn't tell you where I met you for. For you'd have to tell me because uh, I have a bad memory. But I remember just bumping into you, of course, uh, in your driveway
0: before. This. Just now?
2: But, no, but I remember me- meeting you at um...
0: Paul Prevenza. Sure, and sure. And that's then, we um... met. But I think that was the first time we actually met. I think Maybe. I might have met you when you hosted. The young comedian special in in Aspen, and I was just mad that I wasn't part of it. And that, uh, and then uh, I actually the first memory I have of you, I was working the back lot at the comedy store, and uh, you oh. you drove up in I believe a a gray Porsche. Yeah, is that possible? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I offered to park. Here to I, I said, to, you want me? You want to give me the keys?" And you you said, "No." And you left it. No, that's
2: a good impression you did. (laughs) It was not an impression. Well, Mark, I mean... I really don't care about material things. I just get concerned <laughs> that vomit could ruin the paint. <laughs> and once you take it into that back lot at the comedy store, which smells like vomit, doesn't fill the back uh, parking lot?
0: There's something wrong with that place. Doesn't all it around. smell
2: like vomit in the back?
0: Yeah, if it doesn't smell like pot, it smells like vomit. Yeah, it
2: sounds like smells like some strange mix.
0: But you weren't you weren't really working there at that time that much. I mean, I, I seem to have gotten there right after everybody that uh, really became big out of that place left. I think you were practicing to, to host a show or present an Oscar or something. I remember watching you and thinking like, holy shit, this guy's in a different time zone with his comedy and it's amazing. And then you left. It was like four minutes. And, and being in a different time zone is a good thing.
2: That's what I was wondering. Yes, I figured. <laughs> it, it brings me to the idea of jet lag, if that's what you meant. <laughs> you know. No, I mean, you have a
0: very deliberate uh, style of timing. that you know is, it, to, it's, it's, it's completely your own. And that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Did you find that? I mean, when you when you started out, when w- were you more manic, or at any other time?
2: No, I think I was never really manic. Uh-huh. Uh huh. However, I think the uh, the idea of that slow paced style is in which I'm speaking to you now. It's good. Yeah. That's purely because I'm thinking uh, is also sort of uh, exaggerated because I think. Uh, there's a certain pace uh, that uh, is required on stage. On the other hand, on the other hand, I've been working sort of slower than ever recently, and I'm trying to find a new style, newer style that's uh, so conversational that uh, uh, people uh, participate <laughs> when they're supposed to be laughing. <laughs> and the other thing is, of course, Zach Galifianakis has a very uh, contemporary uh, slow slow pace yeah. usual pace which i think you 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 and i both saw i'm i'm assuming you saw it some years ago people don't realize how long um, he's been honing that style down because he had a talk show at one time which was fantastic and never uh, picked up uh, for, for any length of time oh on VH1 yeah a, a i thought very, it was good yeah it was it was it's like uh, 12 years ago
0: yeah a lot of stuff going on there was uh, i remember that it was in a it was almost like it was in a, a hangar space and there was a lot of things and he was walking around with a clipboard
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it's funny how that works because if you thought of Zach Galifianakis having a talk show now, you'd, you'd watch it immediately.
0: Yeah, of course. Anyway, that's, that's what happens. You never know who's going to sort of surface and, and turn into something. Yeah,
2: you don't. It's kind of like trying to draft an athlete, you know, out of college, and you you try and figure out if they can make it in the pros. and <laughs> You know, that's why they have the combine now in professional football. where yeah. they, they don't even trust what they see. They have to measure the how long is his jump, how right. fast is his hundred, how fast...
0: Yeah, it's it's they it's, get into
2: technical stuff.
0: It, it becomes almost like a, a slave auction. Yeah. In some weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little dark, but I, you know no, what I'm saying. No,
2: no, no. Uh the, 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 like I'm, a sure, agri- I'm sure I'm sure behind the uh <laughs> behind the locker room that's discussed yeah. by some of the players that they're, <laughs> like some they're sort still of still owned.
0: Yeah, agricultural auction it's almost like the same stats of uh, of animals. Yeah, you're measuring it. So yeah.
2: it would be like taking us and uh saying, yeah, "Here, read these 10 jokes." Right. Right, and just see if you have a funny delivery. Right, and then okay, give us four of your own, and then right. at the end, there's some, a score. Right, and then they you... go,
0: "Wait, what is his? Uh, what's his thoroughbreeding? What's his parents? What's yeah, the lineage? His parents, funny, that's yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. And selfish Jew, selfish Jew, three generations yeah. back. Perfect.
2: There's no getting around that. My family would <laughs> knock me out
0: <laughs> for the comedy thing right from the get go. <laughs> no, I think they'd pass. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I because we had that. I had this moment where I don't know what. I, like I got this. I, I don't know you that well. I, obviously, we've never talked before, but I I, I seem to think that you have uh, answers and uh, that you have a, a, an acute sensitivity to uh, to comedic um, personalities because you said something to me about uh, when we were sitting on stage for the for the Prebenza thing. Yeah, and you you mentioned uh, you know you said uh, your mother, and I was like, yeah, was that just a guess?
2: Well, I I I, I mean, Mark, I'm not I'm not uh, a psychic, <laughs> but I assume everybody has a mother. No, I, I I can probably <laughs> sure I think you can um intuit yeah. uh, a mother issue from a father issue in, in people when it's sort of uh
0: You can? Uh- mhm. I
2: mean uh not not always accurately and there's so many complicated uh combinations thereof.
0: Right, but what do you think the uh like the uh, the most uh you know, like the mother thing cuz I I never assumed that I, it was necessarily a mother issue.
2: Well, it might not be. How was your dad?
0: He's a manic-depressive lunatic. Right. But my mother was the one who uh, who made me uh, afraid of food.
2: Oh, so they were both a little... Uh... Hell
0: yeah. You?
2: Well, my father was actually, uh, I would say, really completely normal.
0: Really? Yeah. To a fault?
2: No, I think, uh, seriously, I think he, he had his own uh, business. He had a printing company that was very successful, uh, I'm just going through it now in my head. I mean, I I think it's interesting. He he, he had his own business, so yeah. when you think about it, uh, doing comedy is your own business. Sure. So I followed in his footsteps. Right. I just didn't uh, do it on the. Uh, didn't, I didn't, I was afraid I'd get my hand caught in a press. Yeah. That's why I didn't follow <laughs> in his. <laughs> I, I didn't find the printing business interesting, but he was like, it was a big company and very successful. So I think, uh, and uh, quiet, quiet, on the quiet side, uh-huh. I think of integrity. Yeah. Uh, of, uh, and uh, sort of humorous. I remember once, um, uh, once we were in a restaurant when I was, uh, you know, certainly under 10 years of age. Yeah. And. uh this man said, hey, Irv, which was my dad's name, uh, Irv Shandling. Yeah. And, and he played basketball in high school and in college. He was a honorable mention All-American yeah. with a kind of running uh, jumper, you know, like the old, old school kind of basketball. Uh-huh. And uh, he said something like, uh, uh, Irv, you know my wife, Helen. Uh, and he said, hi. And the guy said to my dad, Helen's lost... Uh, 90 pounds, and he goes, wow, and uh, now she's right where she wants to be. And my dad said, in that booth, in the in, in the restaurant. And I, I, I'm not saying it's like the funniest thing I've ever heard by any imagination, but I will not be able to come up with something my funny my mother said. <laughs> <laughs> it's just whack behavior.
0: Yeah. No, but I think that the the turn of phrase and the, the surprise ending, that's uh, definitely well, I mean, a, a well-crafted I, I, joke in that moment.
2: It shows that he was sort of
0: uh, witty. Yeah. Yeah. Dry. Uh-huh. And your mom, nothing. No funny?
2: My mom is uh, a character uh, that is uh, somewhat uh, uh, stereotypical to the uh, Jewish mom who I, as you probably know, say in my act, wanted to marry me. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, that's uh, it. Yeah, Yeah. completely conflicted because she wanted me to have kids, but not with another man. <laughs> right. Not with another no woman. woman yeah, another yeah, 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 I, uh, yeah. That's a very hard joke to get correct.
0: Yeah. There's,
2: there's my mother wanted me to have two, two ways you could go with that children but not with another. <laughs> nor with another man yeah, by the way. either way either way yeah, was bad she didn't want me to she, she just didn't want me away from her and her sister i think is a little loopy who lives in chicago because her sister said to her kids yeah. uh, if anyone leaves evanston i automatically disown you so when her kids grew up
0: if oh really they, they moved leave.
2: out of evanston it was that kind of nuttiness it's pretty nutty
0: that, that's that weird kind of like a meshed, you know, don't leave me kind of, yeah, craziness. Yeah. Yeah, my parents, I don't know. My my parents were, how did your uh, parents end up Jews? So if them?
2: my dad was a little quiet, yeah, and I'll answer my question about how they ended up Jews, I'm sure it was their fourth selection. <laughs> 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 it couldn't have been the first thing. No, I mean, and, you, uh,
0: you grew up in the Southwest.
2: I, I, yeah, so listen, this is yeah. what makes it so weird. So. Yeah. Here's where I might have been manic. I yeah. might have been manic had had they lived in New York, but right. they, they were in Chicago and moved to Arizona when I was two. So I grew up in the desert.
0: Yeah, I grew uh, up in New Mexico.
2: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, stranded Jews. I mean, it's like to me that meant that they needed to get as far <laughs> yeah. away as no, possible. No, I was the
2: only Jew. I mean, the don't ask, don't tell applied to me for 15 years. I didn't say <laughs> yeah. jack shit.
0: Really? Yeah,
2: uh, I'd say no, no, I'm not. I, I wasn't celebrating the holiday. I had a cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But so, so, I, so, but but now where are you Phoenix? Tucson, Arizona. I, uh, yeah. So you were you were your uh, family, the Shandlings, were one of the original Arizona Jews. Uh,
2: I think that's probably uh, right. I yeah. Haven't, uh,
0: they, there's more now there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, they they've they've discovered it. Yeah. And uh, and um, you know it's that dry heat and um, sure you know I like the desert but yeah. I, I think my dad was a, a tad uh, quiet like me and then uh, my mother was very very uh, assertive. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Smothering. um, Yeah. Yeah. And and you don't know what to do with that. No, you You don't don't know what to do with that because you can't. uh, even in therapy, uh, if you were to encounter that in a couple, yeah. you don't know how to get the, the person to stop.
0: You don't know how to extract the person from the person. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. She's <laughs> hiding know. behind herself.
0: Yeah. I My uh, my mother was just uh, overly needy. I did, The smothering thing was never an issue. It was just uh, never enough. You know? I
2: think probably as I look at you, though, now and just took a second yeah. when I met you. Yeah. Uh, and, and I liked you right away, oh, that's quite good. frankly. Okay. Uh, and that's what separated me from the others. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, There's I, some yeah, rhythm of that. Yeah, sure (laughs) joke is uh they pretend i mean yes i saw a a uh, something i relate to which is a which is a compliment i mean i i sort of see a a a a a desire to rise above your uh crazy issues which i think by the way everybody has and I, then they I try, and rather than shove them down right you've probably uh, examined them to some degree can yes. you talk about it
0: yeah i i let So them that's come why right i think out. we
2: had common ground immediately
0: well but, but what's your process i mean like on, on any given day like today uh you know i got obsessed about you know something uh I, I i began compulsively eating and and uh i was anxious about traveling and and it gets i get spun out i mean what do you do every day uh, well, um... How, how was your crazy manifested? Like, what sorry you... I didn't check in on you earlier. Yeah, you should have called. I mean, I... I well, you did, actually. Well, I don't There's have... I do. uh, yeah, I don't, I,
2: I don't have any real compulsive, obsessive uh, issues. Yeah. Uh, the neuroses uh, triggers uh, now and then. I would get anxious about traveling. Yeah. I think a lot of people do, but I do really go... Uh, I sort of get indecisive about which thing to to do, because I have a voice in my head that says, you should do this, or right. you should do that, right. and I think that's the, uh, that's the uh, th- these are the things I've tried to rise uh, above and still tackle, the issue of being free to be exactly who I am.
0: The paralysis it's, of indecision.
2: There is a paralysis to indecision, yes. and uh, a buddy of mine who knows me well said yeah. there, there's a no-win there, because sometimes right. I make a decision, and I feel that wasn't the right decision. But uh, I've gotten a lot better with that.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. It's, By the way, I I,
2: yeah. I, I started the box about uh, eleven years ago. Right, it, Just started the box, and the, the and the reason is uh, a, a twofold: is one is um, uh, out of my comfort zone completely. Never was a kid who got into fights, and so the idea of really being in a ring where someone's going to start throwing punches, and then uh, the really main reason, the other one is that. Uh, you don't have time to think, so yeah. it becomes completely intuitive. Someone's right. throwing a punch; you have to counter, or you move, or you Get step hit. back, or you move in, or right. you keep. But you can't think about it. And when you land a punch, you can't think about it.
0: Are you getting so, good at it?
2: Uh, well, I'm sure getting better than I was. Yeah, which do, is uh, better than getting worse.
0: Do you wear headgear, or do you? I
2: do. I wear uh, headgear that goes. Uh, I wear headgear that goes from my uh, head down to my <laughs> knees. It's quite a long. It's the biggest one they've ever seen. <laughs> But but the point of it is, is yeah you kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's made by a Jewish company and, uh,
0: and you, are you a sponsor?
2: Do you
1: want to? Yeah, I'm yeah. sponsored by um, <laughs> by the full body mat. No, that so yeah.
2: that metal sweeping equipment. Yeah. used on the beach to find <laughs> coins buried in the sand. Uh,
0: what are those called? Uh, yeah, what are uh, they called? Uh, uh, my future?
2: Probably originally used for landmines to find landmines. Sure,
0: until the first guy found a ring. And said, you know, when I get back to the states, this is going to be the thing. Yeah, Those, yeah. Are, those are the
2: things. That so you use. start
0: boxing, and what that, but isn't like comedy a little out of the comfort zone? I mean, I feel like that's very. why I did, that's why I did comedy. Yeah, was that, very. There's like in exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Your experience with boxing yeah. is my experience with comedy. It's the only time I feel present. Yeah. It's the only time where my reflexes take over. There you go. Uh, and it's the only time I I literally feel uh, open and pr- and myself.
2: Right. So what I would say to that is. Uh, you should live like that yeah. because what happens is uh, the thing goes on in your life and you don't think of it as uh, in your life. If you were on stage, you don't have time to do anything with a heckler but say a few words and get right. it over with and right. move on to the next thing, right? Right, yeah. Whereas you obsess in real life.
0: Well, well what happens, what could happen? No, it's changing. I mean, I'm not, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm, no, not, you're I, growing
2: or you wouldn't be um, that's right. talking about it.
0: Right, and it's like uh, I don't have time or the energy to beat the shit out of myself anymore. Well said. I mean, that's just, it's just weird. As you get older, it's sort of like you get it, it it's just exhausting, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, uh, even if I have, like yesterday, I did, you can't, cry. you
2: can't win a welterweight a welterweight belt for beating the shit out of yourself. Right,
0: especially if yourself is a, a heavyweight. That
2: would be a good <laughs> narcissistic <laughs> yeah. boxing belt
0: it's, to win. It's true. And like, even like yesterday I did Ferguson's show and I hadn't done it before. I'd How did never that really, go? It was fine. Right. and and it, But I did that thing where I don't know who you are when you get off stage, but it had been a while since I'd done that. I thought I rushed through the last joke. Uh, I thought the panel was a little awkward because mm-hmm. uh, even though I think it's I like to have a freeform conversation like we're having right now, but he does that with his panel like you literally like just give him 30 things about you and then he's just going to talk
2: yeah no I, I think i think there's a fair amount of uh uh sort of uh looking back and judging exactly what happened because it also happened so fast i mean i think athletes that's right. do it. that's why they look at the film at the game
0: Right, but so, I but I didn't have a film. I just had me right, say, so saying I, think, I don't I even think, want to see the film. Right, I think it's <laughs> fair. Right, <laughs> and, no, that's and, me too. And, and, and I, don't I, I don't look, and I'm walking off, and it, and I did that thing where I got off where I haven't done in a while. I don't know if right. you do this, where the guy comes up, the the producer. And he says, uh, that was great. That was really great. And and then I say, really? Was it because I don't want to take this experience away from you because I don't believe what you're saying? And uh, I didn't think it went that great. I didn't say that, but I, I said it by saying, really?
2: Yeah, those are tough decisions to make. <laughs> I, I actually had a, <laughs> I feel bad for you. Those are tough yeah, decisions. To make. Then, I don't I, have you, anything to say. I mean, I Have I you done it. that? Uh, I've done it where I've said something, and I've done it where I haven't said something. But I'll tell you, recently I yeah. did a talk show, which will remain nameless for the moment. Yeah. After I boozed it up in the second half hour mm-hmm. of the show, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. But uh, the producer ran over to me at the end of the show and literally said to me, it's not your fault. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I actually think I know what he meant. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it got <laughs> me, got me uh, wondering for a second.
0: Oh, shit. Isn't That's that a so good one? One, that's it's a, not your
2: fault that's a great one yeah,
0: yeah the, the first thing he says yeah and it wasn't beautiful. it wasn't
2: sort of an obvious it was an overall note
0: right it was and you've just you, did you you know, parse it in your head and find that it wasn't your I, fault? I
2: i i had a hunch of what he was talking about but it's it still uh can uh can uh, get you uh wondering for a so, second but i i knew the fellow well enough that we were able to talk it out so and what, it, by the way yeah May I say to you, my dear friend. Yes. Sometimes it's not your fault. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when those lights are on, yeah. you know? Yeah. Turn and you're them sitting off. there with those cameras, yeah. you No, know, people don't know what it exactly feels like. It feels like it's if it's if you're you or me, it feels like it's your fault. Sure. Right?
0: Yeah. Sometimes, and yeah. sometimes it isn't. Right. Well, that's weird. You, what you're saying is true. And, I mean, you've spent a lot more time in front of the lights than I have. But it is a heightened reality. And in that moment, all you're thinking is, like, don't even acknowledge that, that you know, you're in this heightened reality where you're talking to the host of a show and everything's happening in the minute. But when you're in it, uh, you completely know it. You, you know, there's no way not to know it.
2: Yeah, I think probably that's why, Mark, I, 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 I lean towards... Uh, Using the camera when I do those shows, especially when I would host something, sure. I kind of look over to the camera yeah. because it's like, uh, you know, hey, yeah. I, I know we're all looking at this and we're all <laughs> together on this and I just screwed up or he screwed up or whatever. You're a great reactor. So, yeah, I'm a good reactor. Is that,
0: was that a planned thing?
2: No, I don't think you can plan that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't think, uh, you I like... said, God, hey, try and give me kind of a wacky mom so I can just fucking react. <laughs> <laughs> Come out of just, that womb just see, going, Huh?
1: <laughs>
0: it just look baffled and try to smile through it.
2: Yeah, that yeah. So yeah. I was given that choice from birth. I would oh say. good. Well that was a gift. I mean that's a that's a that's a life question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What you just said? You yeah. just you just uh, uh-huh. and uh, uh, you baffled
0: and smile through it. Yeah, that's that's how
2: some people choose to live their life. Period. Yeah. That's how some people choose to live their life.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, Think of that. Uh, yeah. Think of that. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And then they want to blame others. But do you have you gotten to the point where you can thank your mom? Like you, like this is a gift?
2: Uh, I actually uh, uh, gave my mom uh, a, a really nice thank you gift for her birthday once. Yeah. And uh, wrote a note on there saying, yeah. Mom, I couldn't have done this without you. Yeah. Thank you. And she looked at it. This is true. And yeah. looked at it and then took a beat and then looked up. We were alone in the kitchen. In yeah. The kitchen. And she said... Why Why can't you say this on TV? And I looked at her, and uh, I said, well, let me see if I have this right. Would it mean more to you if I said it on TV as opposed to right now when I'm with you in the kitchen, in person, yeah. speaking to you as your son? Yeah. She said, on TV. <laughs> And that's true oh my god <laughs> i don't want to hear you say oh my god i never thought it was that big a deal until the, mark maron says oh my god
0: but did you but, but but then the question like for me like if i like i put myself in your position i would be like all right I'll, I'll, okay i'll tr- I'll try to say it on tv
2: uh yeah i've thanked my mom on tv yeah i think it's followed by uh you know to, to make her happy uh yeah and i don't remember the yeah but yeah the, I, I think the part of that is yeah. people get very confused uh with uh, she's also confused with uh, what's real when i'm on tv or when I'm. i don't think she knows which one is real to be honest i i she can't I, separate the truth from what she sees on tv and uh so forth and so on or does she
0: like the one on tv better that's what i'm concerned with
2: uh that would be your concern yeah that's interesting I want to think about that for a second. My, my
0: mother barely talks to me now. She listens to this show. Twice a week, she listens to the show, so she knows what's going on in my life. We barely speak. And every once in a while, she'll go, you're going to, like I got an email two days ago, yeah. you're going to Australia? Uh-huh. And that's uh, that's how we communicate. And what now. do you say to that? I don't respond. Right. I, no, no, I do. I, I said, yeah, I, I'm going to so Australia. So actually, and,
2: the truth is, we're doing this show for your mother.
0: That's right. It's all for Just my to mother. To help you from having yeah.
2: to uh, confront your mother. Yeah. Could, could We're you doing say, this show to help you from confronting <laughs> could, with your mother. You that's say, what the whole subtext of this show is, isn't it? Could
0: you say something nice What's to gonna my mother? What's going to
2: happen when you hi, hi, Mark's mom. <laughs> Thank I can you. tell you he loves you because the place is plastered with your pictures. Oh, yeah. You're hot.
0: Oh, yeah, she is. A little too hot. Yeah. I, uh, well, That's her right there with me with the beehive hairdo on that desk oh, um, over there. On, let me look. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I had to live with.
2: Well, you can't, you know, you can't tell him that much from a photo because uh, look at that haircut. Lee Harvey Oswald doesn't look like such a bad guy when it's, you just look at the still. <laughs> look at her; she's
0: she's uh, baffled. She's pretending like that. Oh, uh, she
2: is. She is kind of a She's attractive. She's, yeah, um
0: Very attractive. I mean, she's older now. I where was uh, this? That was in my grandmother's house in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Well,
2: well that God. generation, you know, I had a dream. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, I had a dream last year. Uh, that uh this is true that somehow i ended up in my mother's house in the 30s or something yeah. you know yeah and uh there was no sense of this was in my dream there was no sense of uh of course of therapy, of uh, self-realization yeah. of uh anything looking <laughs> right. inward any awareness yeah. there was no sense of it even in the air new jersey or arizona <laughs> or chicago Right. I, 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 with exception.
0: With, yeah. With rare exception. I, I don't, uh, like, those, sometimes when you're in dreams and, and there's that moment where uh, you you have absolutely no awareness of yourself, it's fucking beautiful. Man. Sorry, man. It's getting too deep. On,
2: No, no. It just struck me deeply that that's, you're in pain and that should go on a t-shirt. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Give it to me again. Sometimes when you're in a dream in a and, dreaming, you and you have you no have... consciousness of yourself, it's just beautiful because yeah. you have no awareness of yourself. Yeah. So you always have... An awareness of yourself that makes it that that brings pain, right?
0: No, no. You feel better when all of a sudden
2: you're not conscious of yourself, and a little bit, a little
0: bit. Let's talk. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about other things though.
2: (laughs) I don't think we can. I bet you a hundred bucks it comes back to this every time. No,
0: I I didn't bring you here to talk about me. I, I I was. uh, Yes, you
2: did. You said I think you know you have some answers.
0: Well, you seem to have some. Like then you uh,
2: started asking,
0: right? Well, I mean, the the What What I want to know is how do you evolve? You know, into, uh, outside, okay, so the indecisiveness indecisiveness and then the the sort of uh, beating the shit out of yourself, and you've taken action around that stuff, you're boxing, you always played basketball, I know, because I knew guys who played basketball with you, and I always thought that if I knew how to play basketball when I was a younger comic, I could have met you sooner, but I didn't know how to play basketball, and everyone was going over there to play basketball with you. I I felt like I blew an opportunity there. Because I knew people who played basketball right. there.
2: Right. So I think one mistake is th- yeah. is thinking of it as an opportunity, because it's really just a life experience. We play basketball, so you would you would have it would have stood out that you felt like it was an opportunity. Would have
0: stood out because I don't know how to play?
2: Well, that too. So you'd have been you had been screwed. It's Either way, you didn't, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, but
0: like a lot of guys, you're say, lucky you didn't play, play in the game. We it was a pretty competitive.
2: No, I we still play, but it it get I don't know. It's a, no, it's a fun game. They're oh. all great guys.
0: Who do, look, man, I, Who do you play with? Who do
2: you play with? I can't name them all because it's kind of like a. Oh, pri- okay. It is. It's a bit of a
0: it's kind a of sacred guys. Sure, game no, I get that, um, it. But when you started out, you were you 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 weren't a comic. You didn't start in. No, comedy.
2: I started as a writer. I was wrote on uh, after college. I wrote for Sanford and Son. Did when you? I was like twenty five years old.
0: Did you think Fred uh, Red Fox was hilarious?
2: Uh, I thought Red Fox was funny, but. Um, I was learning to write scripts, right? And then after I wrote three of them that were that they shot, I, I was confused because I, I was uh, kind of uh, uh, wondering how you write more than three. Why do you write twenty? Why do you write forty? <laughs> right. And uh, I had a therapist then, which was very fortunate. And I said, I, I think I'm something's wrong with me because I anyone would be happy to be working on the number one show at the time yeah and uh be making uh, really good money and and why am i she said you're bored <laughs> and it struck me like a like a like a therapist saying you're everything bro- my mother had never said that's right. how it struck me right because i, I was always taught that it was uh, you're a problem right well she said you're bored and i never thought of it that way and that's when i started to do stand-up because i was bored And that's why the Larry Sanders show, for instance, is not really a formula uh, series. It was like it made it hard, but it was like a little movie every week as opposed to uh, some formula.
0: But when you did, you know, once you figured out your comic voice and you were guest hosting the Tonight Show and stuff like that was there did you feel limitations within that Yeah,
2: I get bored fast, man. I I would host for a week and then I went, well, why would you why would I do this for a whole year? First of all, I mean, it's very hard for a lifetime. And then if, and then the reward if it goes well, you do it for a lifetime or something, and yeah. I sure envy those guys who do it well. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's even the same with my stand up, which is why I'm in the middle as I speak to you of trying to expand my style into something uh that's current with uh, how I think of life now. So how are you approaching a that? Change. It's really uh, tricky, but it's um, you know a bit of a conversation about the world and what uh, you know. I, I saw a lot of this stuff uh, coming with the, the world. I was a hippie and uh, anti-establishment, and, yeah. and uh, this is uh, you know this uh, materialistic uh, money run is a dead is a dead run, and that, that's just what we're proving as we speak. I think the government's uh, conceivably bankrupt as of uh, forty eight hours from now or something as we speak. That's right. So nothing surprises me. Like I don't think the system works. Right, but in
0: in some ways, I think the obstacle with that is is for enough people, it seems to work okay, and no one wants to fight it.
2: Uh, I think they're going to start. I think they're starting to flail a bit too. Really, I think the masses are certainly uh, uh, flailing, and I I think they don't know what it is, and they're not willing to admit that it's uh, all of us who have uh, supported a false system and a. um, big uh, false system with a big spin. Right, right. It was, which is in God we trust, which right. is, is not the case at all. It's well, that money, money and power matter.
0: Well, the, the government has been sort of functioning as a money laundering yes, operation. Yes, but I think for, when you
2: have to say, that's right, it's one big Ponzi scheme, yeah. but I think when you, when you say the government, you have to understand that you have the responsibility in that. I think each person right, has right. probably thought, ah, these are my values right. the same as I want right. money and I want a job and I want this and I want that too and I want a better right. car. Right.
0: It becomes hard to be uh, to not be hypocritical even if you're a <laughs> liberal thinker that's correct because everybody wants to be comfortable and then you sort of send money to a charity of your choice and you feel like you're doing something or yeah and i always
2: put in parentheses on those charity donations i put loan and i never see the money again (laughs) and i put i go look in parentheses it says loan i really do
0: (laughs) what a little donated a lot to
2: the japanese earthquake yeah to the red cross yeah a lot of money put loan in parentheses i I think they owe me so much it's (laughs) awkward now when i meet anybody from the red cross i don't know whether to say anything or not (laughs) (laughs)
0: You just, just look at him and go, huh? When, yeah, how, where is that? I
2: go, uh, you know, I haven't uh, heard from Shen? you guys. And he goes, what are you talking about? Then <laughs> I feel awkward. You know, it's a middle of a disaster. It's the time to bring
0: up money. You'll get it back. Karmically, you'll get it back. Yeah, I think so. Isn't that the big plan? Yes,
2: I'll probably get four pints of blood.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, that's worth it when you need it. Sure. So you're trying to engage on a, uh, a socio-political level with people? or and just Yes, raising and
2: ultimately uh, an emotional, psychological level, because it, it's really... Uh, We can't know what the problem is unless we know who we are. So anybody who doesn't know their true self, they can't know what the problem is. So uh, there's no winning unless you know who you are. And the only real change can come from within. So when we talk about uh, change, uh, yes, we can. Uh, People think of that as outside themselves, change outside themselves. They must change and become more authentic. This is why we... Otherwise, uh, the system is going to continue to fail. It's a, it's, an addict, it's an addictive culture bottoming out.
0: I, yeah, I, I completely agree. So while
2: they seem to understand that Lindsay Lohan has a problem of right. some sort, but they will not say, I have a problem of some sort. But <laughs> it's like what I say about Charlie Sheen is, uh, how many of you are still in denial and, and have the guts to call the rehab center and say help me I can't stop watching Charlie Sheen. <laughs> right. Cuz uh, I'm uh, oh he's on channel 7 hold on. Yeah. Cuz I'm addicted to watching yeah. Charlie Sheen.
0: Yeah, because he I, I I actually spoke with him. And and uh the the type of weird shamelessness around the insanity he's experiencing. The, the he actually is pushing out self-awareness. He's saying I will not be aware of what I think implies weakness.
2: Well, he's he's uh He's he's not altogether wrong with many of the things he says. That's right. The issue of um, his particular, uh, <clears throat> uh, for lack of a better word at the moment, uh, uh, beha- for his particular behavior, some of the issues underlying his particular behavior uh, are for him to discover and for his f- friends to help as uh, other friends would. But there are... To, to make it a freak show, is is uh, is is falling into the trap of uh, your false self because your false self wouldn't be uh, wouldn't watching you. that and wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't you know? Uh,
0: let's discuss. it. Uh, let's let me clear, let me just understand something because I feel like we're on the same. Because everybody everybody's an
2: addict about right. something. Right. So you know, judge not lest ye be judged.
0: So you're saying that culturally we need to. To go through a crying stage i think culturally we are bottoming out right but like how does that self-aware- to... how does the self-awareness begin okay like, here's I... how
2: self-awareness begins once once you bottom out which by the way no mm. one is willing to admit yet what we're doing is we're fighting against bottoming out absolutely and yet when charlie sheen fights against bottoming out we call that weird right okay mm-hmm. but when america does it that's winning, and that's America. So when Charlie Sheen says, I'm winning, I'm sorry. Isn't that the motto of the American culture? Yeah. We're winners. We're right. going into our third Middle East country, Yeah, North Africa right. country, and yeah. two Middle Eastern countries. And pretty soon we'll be taking Hawaii again, just for the hell of it.
0: Yeah, just to, to make it look like we're winning.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're going to be winning. <laughs> mission accomplished. We got,
0: we got Hawaii. Yeah, mission yeah. accomplished. Right.
2: So that's America. But, but they can see it. Everybody can see it when Charlie Sheen does it but they can't see it when they themselves do it. So nothing can get repaired with the lying continuing. It's no different than a family relationship or anything else. It's a lie in the family, which is, I'm sorry, you're you're addicted. You're the one who's addicted to winning and to being the best and to having the best religion and the best this and the best that. um, So there's no true humility. So so I'm sorry, there's no true humility and gratitude, which is what an addict has to realize... At the bottoming out place.
0: You can't be driven by your ego or your false self.
2: So I think America should be sort of allowed to bottom out because the, right. this is, a, I'm sorry, I just, aren't people embarrassing themselves trying to fight this uh, bottoming out thing? Yeah, it's, well, I, it's, it's right. compounding the problem.
0: Right. It's, it's sort of like uh, you're saying that America is like the emaciated crackhead who's wild eyed saying, I'm
2: fine. I'm fine. I don't have a problem. Well, they're saying, in fact, uh, I'm more than fine. We're winning. We're winning. We're still number one. And, right. And... Um, you know, I, I don't think you can talk yourself into it, which is what spin is in t- in, uh, in, uh, supposed to do. Talk, but, we're going to talk you into believing. But that- isn't
0: spin isn't uh, part of the entertainment uh, complex? Part of that, not so much the spin, but the the way of avoidance. I mean, they're, that they're seeing like a, they're part of me thinks like I have said it on the show before. Haven't we been entertained enough? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: going to leave now. As a matter of fact, are you really? But that's it. I bottomed out. Right? We have no. entertained enough.
0: No, you can't leave so, Gallagher so left. Stop. That would be bad.
2: Yeah, I, I, I. Don't no, no. To, I just mean I don't this. put myself above any of these uh, issues. So uh, we have been entertained uh, enough. Uh, was there a moment though where you? We've forgotten that enough is enough. I mean, right. It's just.
0: But what was the moment, Ooh. Gary? Where where you know, like you did very you know, provocative and sort of groundbreaking. Uh, things with television and with how comedy will be perceived and turning uh, you know television in on itself uh, satirically and and uh, and sort of changing the game in terms of format uh, so you've you've achieved an amazing amount comedically uh-huh. and in your profession uh-huh. and you're incredibly well respected uh, but and you still tell jokes yes yeah so th- yeah. has this thing that you're talking about now always been kind of like eating at you
2: yeah, no. Like I said uh, earlier, I, I I was a hippie when I was in college, so I was uh, for some reason uh, very anti-establishment. And uh, if you look at Abby Hoffman in 1969 and what they were saying, uh, uh, Abby Hoffman turned out to be exactly right. If if it's going if the if the if the United States continues to be about money, it'll be its uh, downfall. And we better look at the culture. And he was and, also very funny. Uh, he was really funny and uh he, and he did that all without Facebook by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know everybody's had Facebook, yeah, had sure. their little revolution. Yeah. And then uh people have forgotten that uh uh in that Chicago uh 68 convention sh- in Chicago the the tanks came in and uh beat the, started shit, beating out of people. the shit out of those people yeah. uh and and we say look at my god look at look at what the uh Egyptian government was doing to those uh, people, uh, yeah. who were against the happened who here. want freedom. Yeah, yes, it happened here.
0: Four killed at Kent State,
2: and it will happen again if you actually were to do that.
0: If you go out in the streets, which they're doing in Madison a bit, and they're trying to shut that down. As yeah,
2: well. and I, I actually heard you talk a bit about that, it, 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 and you said you were a little confused. As am I. I must say that's the that's the most confusing uh, issue that I haven't that I haven't sorted out yet about. Uh, the unions and the, and the teachers and I thought it's not, not black tea. and white. I, I, I kind of thought when students get paid, teachers should get paid. That's what yeah. I thought. <laughs> I took <laughs> I took the <laughs> wimp approach. <laughs> Let me see if I can make it funny. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but it, it's did very you, complicated. When you did when you did uh, uh, Larry Sanders, I mean, did you actually did you how close were you to to being offered a regular position as a, I was?
2: I had to make a decision right before. I had to make a, a, a simultaneous decision between the Tonight Show. Between uh, no, at that point, the Tonight Show. Uh, uh, at that point, I was offered for for Sanders. I was offered the show uh, after the after Letterman. Mm-hmm. I was offered the show after Letterman, right. which I think
0: uh, Letterman's old show. Letterman or?
2: had already moved to CBS. Okay, okay. So you're offered, so offered the offered that Ferguson
0: spot, spot the twelve thirty.
2: Yeah, and prior to that, I was offered the original Conan O'Brien. Spot. 12, I mean, they're going back, going yeah, back, yeah, yeah, going yeah. Back. Right. So I had to make a decision literally whether to host a talk show on CBS or do a show about a guy who hosts a talk show. Right. And so as we're sitting here having this discussion, Mark, it would make sense that you could see me choose the guy who hosts a talk show because I can examine all these issues much more deeply, right, and uh, that interests me. Yeah, and so I, I stayed true, I think, to my myself. I, I have no regrets about. Uh, oh no, it's great challenge that, that that move, and I think that you would uh, probably
0: be sitting behind a desk hating yourself right now if you had made a different decision.
2: Uh, I, I think that's uh, probably true. <laughs> probably true, <laughs> of course, uh, uh, depending on the guest list. Right. Yeah, <laughs> depending on the guest list. So, on
0: some level, that was actually a rebellious show. In your mind, when I you think de-
2: everything well,
0: when when you decided to do Sanders and deconstruct the behind the scenes of, of late night television, I think they're
2: all you- rebellious shows that I that I do in a way. Yeah, uh, I, I've never said it like that, but I think they're all a bit anti-establishment, definitely. And this it, is my first show. Uh, uh, it's Gary Shandling show. I was going to uh, NBC wanted to do it, but they said you can't talk to the camera. You could talk to a dog. Can you put a dog in there and talk oh, to the dog? On. That's true. So I wrote a script where I talked to the dog. Yeah. And it felt like a formula to me, so I, I said no. And then Showtime said you can talk to anything you fucking want. <laughs> <laughs> that was an. Actual- they also were very hesitant to let me play a comedian. I played myself, a comedian who was. Uh, and they said you can't play a comedian. No one will understand. They don't understand what a comedian is. And and I said, well, let's go through that a minute. There was the Jack Benny show, the George Burns show, in the Lucy show, which
0: Dick is, Van Dyke show. Yeah, so yeah, there you go. It's The yeah.
2: biggest sitcoms ever. Yeah, Lucy. I think her husband was uh, Ricky was in the was a band the band leader, the band leader, right yeah. at the club. Yeah. So uh, you know, I thought that was uh, not accurate because I wasn't going to get into the, the into the uh, minuscule kind of minutia of, of comedy. I, it just was a guy about a guy.
0: Now, when you when you deal with these executives and they say things like that, do you I mean, what's your your impression? You know, having grown up with television and usually they're probably, you know, younger than me at this point that they're saying these things based on what their own fear. Do you ever feel that? that-
2: oh, sure. I think uh, that's the other issue that we're, we're all making decisions based on fear. We have to be very, 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 very careful because the other thing uh, we're addicted to uh, in America is the uh, is the idea of security. And trying to make it uh, everything permanent and uh, and solid and secure, <laughs> when in fact, mm-hmm. yeah. no. <laughs> life itself yes. is impermanent. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, not solid, but purely energy, yeah. as, as proven by quantum mechanics. Yeah, and uh, the idea of trying to make it something secure, as going as far as putting up walls around it, uh, is 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 ignorance. It's just ignorance, and so uh, that's that's all based on fear. I mean, we should do what we can to prevent uh, terrorism, but this this uh, incredible panic to to sense of underlying panic about protecting what we have is what a human being on his own can't do. It does. There's nowhere in any religion, any philosophy, where it says once you have the stuff, yeah, make sure no one else gets it. No, that's
0: something. we should be embarrassed. Yeah. That's a that's a power thing. That's a politics. Yeah, it's not a religion thing. So,
2: uh, is that crazy? Am I crazy for that? Because no one seems to. Now, you would say, where does that lead?
0: What your vision?
2: Yeah, where does that lead? You could say. So, what then? What would happen if people live that way? Well, th- that's an addiction. Needing to know the answer is an addiction.
0: Well, I think what you're saying is is not unlike um, you know some of the more. Idealistic thinkers of 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 the late sixties, where you know it's it's where why can't the global human community uh, behave like human beings and uh, respect each other across the board? Because uh, and the 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 problem with that, I guess, is that there's always going to be those people that want to take advantage. And control. oh no,
2: the the world is flooded with sociopaths and others who, yes. who will take advantage. Right. And you do need regulations.
0: You're right. Now, when you did when when you do things like because I I, I know that you have a a, a lot of respect for for hosting and for comedy, that you know, before you became more politically aware or more in tune with these, uh, these issues within yourself, I think you exhibited a, an, an amazing amount of vulnerability in your stand-up. And I think that on mm-hmm. some level that that also speaks to the human heart. So I, I think, do you see, yeah. do you see that you know, throughout your career? That you were never an aggressive person. You never set out to hurt people. And, and there was, there's actually yeah. warmth there now did you feel satisfied with that when you were doing yeah
2: the... yeah yeah and and uh, you know Mark uh, uh, I have talks with uh, people that, that will go uh, unnamed right now until I get that drink that I've been begging for I, do okay. I don't have no, any no it's okay oh, I, don't right. really, I don't really drink but All it could be you know something I, I, you know, I, 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 with it. I got water I have wa- and, uh, I'm gonna give you a mug when sauce. you leave
0: I had these mugs made it's nice it's got my, my cats on it
2: it's got your cats on it and your... my head
0: my head's on it too over here and and they're, they're very nice. They have the, a good weight to them. And you,
2: you pour stuff in there? Sure. little well,
0: coffee. Or you can have that cocktail. Yeah. Whatever you need. But it comes empty? You mm-hmm. give it to them empty. Yeah. That says a lot. Yeah. Well, that I mean. a lot right there. But, but we filled it with this. this joy. Food. Why don't you fill it with joy? I'm going to. If we can get there. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. No, we're almost at the joy. Yeah. What were you uh, going to say, though? Do you remember?
2: Yeah, because I said they, 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 some people that shall go unnamed, I've had long discussions with them talking about that it's, it's actually about heart. And really, no matter what you think, and no, no matter how clever, and no matter how um, uh, new and uh, sort of a, uh, alternative the comedy is, mm. it still is about heart in a very subtextual way. And uh, being a full human being, is uh really comes across uh, uh on camera and in 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 life and um, I think that's a uh, a great goal is to become a full human being and a willingness to to show your heart and I would say probably that uh my early comedy in which uh there was an enormous amount of uh vulnerability and self deprecation uh that it was uh, accurate a good way that I discovered to be funny and uh uh, you know, I still possess that. It's just that we we haven't hit that uh, point in our discussion quite yet, where where it's come up. But I, I still oh, possess that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah, always. That's not going to go away. That's a basic uh, part of my uh, personality, but. But it's, it's balanced out, I think, as I've uh, gotten older. And so that's that's what I'm exploring on stage now is a balance to it.
0: And I think that's what resonates with, with your comedy and always has with me, even when you were exploring somebody as self-centered as Larry Sanders, that, that the heart of it never came across as... as uh, no,
2: I was very... You know, I got to tell you something, Mark. Seriously. In that writer's room, yeah. which is no bigger than the room we're in now as yeah. we speak... Uh, some some people mistakenly think that's a dark show about people trying to get what they want. Oh, it's so not. No, it is a show about people trying to get love. Right. And that shit gets in the way. And they're trying to figure out, you know, with a little lack of awareness, how to get f- past that shit to get to the love. And so, I mean, everybody on that show is, by the way, in reality, we're so close to each other uh, in a very special way that no one will ever understand, because mm-hmm. we we were there on that stage in a really kind of experimental lab kind of way. We didn't have the name on the door of the big studio and all that, and it was about exploring feelings and uh
0: was that was that part was, was that a discussion that was had
2: that was that part about uh, that yes I mean that's my my approach to it that then I would have to bring to the The sense of the show so there was no confusion because I've worked on shows, different kinds of shows, uh, and I'm experienced. So this was a show in which uh, let's let's not think of this as a show and that you have to do it right. This is about being who you really are and making sure every moment is honest. And uh, and that and when and I ca- think people discovered actors and writers both discovered and myself discovered a lot about ourselves in, in reality.
0: And I think you changed the game with how you know people were willing to let moments sit with comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That there, there are moments on the Larry Sanders show where it would just be uh, you and rip uh, you know standing there by camera, you know watching something on the monitor. And then you know maybe looking away or look, but I mean they would hold for like twenty seconds or thirty well, seconds. Well,
2: because the 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 truth actually is in the silence. That's right. So we come back to the other problem yeah. in life is people are afraid to have a silent moment like that there, and in that silence right there. Is all the truth and all the wisdom in the world? Yeah, I almost cried during those. Sure, a you got to stop fucking talking. Everybody's fucking talking. Yeah, jumping up and giving their opinion too quickly. Right. Yeah.
0: Why? What is that? You know, addiction.
2: I, addiction to uh, to uh, preventing me, f- preventing me from having to discover my true self. <laughs> a a defensive yeah. reaction. Right. To not going any deeper. Right. Self protective.
0: Yeah. And, oh,
2: yeah? Well, listen, I'll tell you this right, right now. If, right, it was, if right. there was global warming, a, yeah. a friend of mine in the gym said to me the other day, uh, and, and, you know, I, I don't really care to use uh, labels like conservative and uh, liberal. I, I think that's where the, a lot of the confusion comes from. Uh-huh. But uh, he's very uh, uh, committed, which is his uh, uh, choice, to yeah. to believe that global warming is, is, is not true, which is a very complicated scientific issue. And... Uh, He said, you know, the Sierra snowpack this year set a record. It was a 50-foot snowpack this winter. So how can there be global warming when there's a snowpack that's broken the record? And I said, well, let's think about it for a second. I mean, how come you get the chills when you get heat stroke? Yeah. (laughs) And he went, wait a minute. I never, that's a good point. I don't know. That's a good point. It stopped him dead. <laughs> Do you understand?
0: He's still thinking he's, about here's it. Here's what he's doing. Yeah.
2: He's taking the concepts of hot and cold, mm-hmm. taking them literally, not realizing they are two things on, on 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 different sides of the same coin. Yeah. So that when one reacts, the other there's a reaction to, uh, equal on the other side of the coin. He's just seeing hot and cold, and he says, "How can it be cold when it's uh, supposed to be hot?" Well then, how come you get the chills when you right. get heat stroke? Yeah. Uh,
0: right. You said you threw he, you it's, short-circuited him.
2: It's, it's, it's completely yeah. short-circuited him. Yeah. And yeah. He stopped.
0: That's good. That's it's nice to be able to do that. I, I think I,
2: uh, I think that's the idea of what happens in the silence, sort of.
0: I think you're right. I had a guy you know, after that thing you heard about the Madison thing. Some yeah. guy wrote me a, a letter. Uh, about how it's unfeasible to carry unions, and that if people can't carry their own weight, this is a free market system. The market will define the the bottom line and level everything off, and that's why it's so good. Like three paragraphs of just very well stated conservative, uh, but fiscally conservative talking points, and and then I noticed at the bottom he he was a, an architectural firm. So all I wrote back was I understand. Period. I'm glad you're doing well. Period.
2: Oh, <laughs>
0: and and all right. and all he wrote back was crafty dot dot dot.
2: Oh well, crafty is a good uh, perception, really. <laughs> but that's isn't a, it?
0: well, that's a, that was the short circuiting. That thing. was nice. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. But those are the moments I think, like you said, that was two sentences that got that effect. Well, so I, I you know, think
2: I think it's art, Mark. I think it's art that brings these truths to the surface. I don't think it's ever going to be. Uh, the politics. I don't think it has been historically. No, I think uh, I think
0: the hard thing is where you're is is exactly at the, at the heart of the matter where you look at somebody like Pryor who somehow or another bridged a racial gap that seemed unbridgeable. Yeah. Just by putting himself his emotions, you know, opening himself up and taking that risk. Yeah, I think you're right. That all of a sudden there was a communication uh, that had never been happened before between black and white.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I think art is mirroring uh, life. Is what the real definition of. Uh, art is and uh i think you know prior mirroring life itself which was uh, his life uh made you feel compassionate in a way that you're right that that, that you can feel it you can feel it with you uh, too and there's
0: a lot of comics that don't have it there's a lot of comics that are just telling jokes and then there's a lot of comics that are yelling but to actually you know take emotional risks that are genuine on stage that's the fucking courage so
2: that's what i'm still trying to do and it's, it's hard it's hard because uh because they are emotional risks, and I, I don't even know sometimes what I want to say in those risks. So uh, uh, that's what I'm dealing with. That, that's why I sort of, when you asked me to do this a couple months ago, I said, give me a month, and then it was give me another few weeks, And then, because I was still in a place where I was working on uh, uh, that pretty intensely. and,
0: um, do, you think and TV- do you think about TV projects now?
2: I, I don't think about, um, I think about TV projects like every 30 days, like... Uh, it's the closest I come to being a woman is every thirty days I get cranky, <laughs> and and I realize it's because I'm thinking about TV and what should I what I should do on TV. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's the truth. I don't know. It's uh, I I can't put my finger on. I haven't found a, a, an idea that I'm passionate about to do, but we'll see if I if I come up with something um, as I continue. Forward in this vein that I've spoken about. Do
0: you feel Do you feel like a compulsion to do it, or it just comes and goes? It
2: comes and goes. Yeah,
0: but I, I, can I talk to you about that moment though? Because I thought that, and I tried to talk to you about it. Yeah, what
2: was it again? I forgot.
0: It was just one of these, and it was actually a reflection on what you're talking about. And, and I think you're at a different point. And I don't, but it was such okay. a beautiful moment where. Where you were hosting the Grammys, yeah. and Jack Nicholson was presenting Bob Dylan with the Lifetime Achievement Award, right. and Bob Dylan played a song that no one could identify, and you know, and Jack, you know, you know, you know, you brought him to the podium, right? And uh, and and Jack was, you know, sort of in his time zone and, and a little stilted, and uh, and then and then Dylan takes the podium, takes the mic, and Jack standing next to him, and there's a long pause. Like, awkwardly long pause. And, you know, and then and Dylan says, well, it's just like my father always told me. And then another really long pause. And then he goes, yeah, he said a lot of things. And then another long pause. And then, you know, he thanks the people and he walks off. Right. And then they go to commercial and you come back on and say, uh, Jack Nicholson and Bob Dylan uh, are, are back. They, I just overheard them backstage talking about how they wanted to do more television. Right. It was, and it was to me, it was so hilarious.
2: Hopefully, uh, I would say in, in hindsight... Knowing them both now, yeah. knowing them both personally, by mm-hmm. the way, and having to, in fact, uh, explain <laughs> 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 that it wasn't an attack, it's right. one of them, because uh, I mean, who, who, how can you love any more than you would love those two guys? That's I mean, right. That's absolutely right. Absolutely right on the line of.
0: But that's a that's a risk that happens. They're, they're right? so
2: completely yeah authentic, right? Uh, that. Um, I think the the audience uh, felt something that needed to be commented Relieved, on right. or it would be in denial itself right. And that is a way if I'm not mistaken of doing it without really saying anything negative about those guys, yeah, it was just true in the moment.
0: right. but also but television in itself as a medium is it undermines authenticity. It doesn't require authenticity and and for you to find no. it with Larry Sanders and or with no. other.
2: Because even I, I agree with you. I think even the reality shows, as we all
0: know, are, are mediated. Meaning, that's right. The only time you cut see, and edited. The and, only time you see authenticity is like when someone's being taken away in handcuffs, and they're going, "Dad, fuck you, that bitch did it again." It's like that's a real moment. Yeah. Or when even like, I used
2: to do a bit about that, where that person then turns and winks to the camera <laughs> they, they <got laughs> because they the even point. know they still know sure. they're on camera. Sure.
0: And I think that, like in getting why, back, why do
2: criminals put uh, like a jacket over their head when there's a television camera covering them? Sure. <laughs> that means you don't need a gun in your house. You just need a TV camera they would what run with a with, run with a sheet over their head and go i don't want anyone to see me <laughs> publicly i got feel like worked it out <laughs>
0: yeah that's true that's a, i'm that, just
2: working on it give me a second give me a second
0: <laughs> so i think your statement was about television not I about mean, those I, individuals i love those
2: guys that are authentic and sort of uh, Rebellious, and, yeah. and they may have uh, issues to deal with.
0: But, sure, sure, uh, okay. but it is the human spirit, and it is raw. That's right. So you know, and it, it, raw human spirit is good. You know, it may be developing into something. It may level off eventually, but it might not. So you do, you have a relationship with those guys now. I mean, you you've been a, a, around a while. So Some, yeah, yeah. And it, like Dylan, as a as a as a human being, is 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 completely fascinating and 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 utterly self aware of what he puts out there in a way.
2: Well, he's 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 utterly fascinating and he's uh masterfully deserving of his privacy right which will prevent me from saying anything more than how much i admire him which is true
0: yeah yeah no i I find him amazing yeah i you know what else i find amazing about him is that he keeps working and that he loves to work apparently yeah that he lives on stage do you you fight with that at all the the desire to get on stage or not get on stage
2: no i don't i don't have uh I, i would say that um as opposed to most of the guys, I actually don't love it. It's not like um, I can't wait to get on stage. Right. Uh, uh, However, there's a love of something. If you can explain it to me, I'll be happy to listen. But there's a love of some kind of expression uh, and connection and communication. And uh, look, man, I mean... uh, uh, I, was, I, I liked making the class laugh when I could. I wasn't the class clown, you know that. You, you can picture it. It was more like just laying a line in there when it was the right time. And I remember being a kid thinking, oh, I missed that moment. Yeah. I can't go back and get it. It's too late. Yeah, so there I, was this innate sense of timing. So I would say it was it's my path. In fact, I say to comics uh, all the time that are starting out, uh, you know, it, it almost has to be a calling because it's so hard.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know it to be anything else for me. Right. I mean, there was never a second choice. Like, yeah, so
2: I think the, the, the interesting part is why is it a calling, you know?
0: Well, for me, if you want to know, yeah. I'll tell you what what I have gleaned from my uh, relative obscurity and my desire to continue to go on stage was that I never saw it as a career. I never saw it as a, I just wanted to be a good comic. But as I continue to do what I do, I I, I had to transition from, you know, in interacting with the audience and defying them to like me to develop that parental relationship. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that all, all I really wanted was a point of view and I wanted to be seen like, you know, I think when we talk about our mothers that their needs overshadowed our identity. So I think there's some part of me that the only reason I'm up there is to be present and to be, to have my space and to be reckoned with.
2: Right. So what I would say to that is, uh, uh, it's fantastic. And, uh, probably in your private life then work on some of that need that you feel from your mother uh, and not not expect the audience to give that to you so they, they don't feel quite under the pressure that uh, that I understand that demands, man. Uh, I, I I thought
0: you were going to say that I am right now. No,
2: you're, you know, no. But what I mean is... Yeah, no, I know. I as, know. as that gets fulfilled and somehow uh, partly, yeah. partly. Yeah. I mean, everyone has you need some of it
0: yeah you got to give it to yourself i guess but you know
2: i think what you described is uh is is uh exactly what it what what is right
0: oh yeah and then then once you get that out of the way then you got to you know share your personal truth and that's all i want to do yeah
2: well that's all everything you're saying is uh correct
0: what do you do with people that don't really like your personal truth
2: well do you you don't carry uh any gun no Did you have no weapons or anything.
0: Just my mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. And I don't box.
2: Uh, yeah, that mouth can be a weapon, boy. Yeah, it sure is. It threatens
0: a lot of people. So do Think you? Of that. You're going to the club tonight?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go to the club tonight. I actually went on stage last night to about 30 people. That uh, was not a hot crowd, and uh, I wasn't really in the mood, and uh, it was frankly uh, awkward. And I've had other times all last week that were fantastic and I thought, something's really starting to form. And, and then... last night I hit a little bump, so it <laughs> sort of never stops. <laughs> wait,
0: wait. What did you feel today? Like, you know? Well, maybe...
2: I, last night I actually, <laughs> I, I don't think I can, uh, y- your audience can't see this. I had my hands in my front pockets of my jeans like uh-huh. this, yeah. and, uh, which I never do, uh-huh. never do. Yeah. And uh, And I was pushing down on the pockets, and I said, oh my God, I'm leaning on my pants. <laughs> that's a bad sign (laughs) and i realize it and i mean it's a bad sign there was some reason i just didn't want to be there and you know uh (laughs) there are nights that you don't want to be there and uh so since i'm there just as a walk-on i'm not advertised so i sneak in so i can try some stuff and i wasn't in the mood really to (laughs) be honest with you it's like people don't know like uh i mean uh even i don't know that i've uh Experienced things that I do now because I have a choice whether to go on stage and then I don't have to do the material that ends the show and and, and is what they're paying for. I just really didn't feel like communicating.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I did not want to really talk. Right. And then they weren't bringing it out of me, which is not their job, which is not their job. Right. And uh, it was a fascinating um, sort of awkward uh, long distance phone call. How were those silences? Uh, Well, I said to them, I said, this is great. Usually it takes me 20 minutes to get to an audience to be quiet like this. (laughs) But here we are in the first minute. I said, doesn't this feel great? Uh This is where love is. And since they were already quiet, they actually didn't know how to get quieter, Uh but you could
0: feel them trying.
2: (laughs) They were about to get under the table. (laughs) This is where love is. Like one of those old nuclear bomb blast things. Love is under the table. Duck and and tuck and tumble, whatever the old gay expression was.
0: Who were the the guys that that made you realize you could do it?
2: Well, I mean, Carlin deserves all the credit for... uh, Uh, reading my material when I was 19 I Uh walked up into him in a club and make it short I walked uh, into a club in Phoenix and he was there and I had written some material in his style for him basically but knowing he wrote his own stuff uh for some reason I knew that yeah and I just asked him if he would read it and tell me what he thought this would have been way back when I was first year of college and he said yeah come back tomorrow night I went back and he had read it and uh is really shocking. There was my material sitting in his dressing room on, his, on a little table, and he said, I read it, and there's something funny in a, on every page, and it's very green. But if you're thinking of pursuing it, I would. And I think that's what really <clears throat> made me go uh, forward, I, I think. I think that's really what made me go forward, because I, I moved from Tucson then to L.A. after I graduated from and, U of A.
0: And who were the guys when you were a kid that made you uh
2: there, there was a lot woody allen was yeah. sure of that woody allen and um
0: did you ever get to work with him
2: no sorry that's it that's a, that's right that's when i put my hand in my pants that's what it <laughs> sounds like <laughs> uh uh no i'm i'm tongue-tied every time i meet him but uh i i did a, a a benefit in new york just a few years ago and he was in the audience and uh and I got to say hello to him, and I, and to his face, I said uh, he had he just p- presented something at this benefit where he actually did five minutes of stand up, which is so rare to see Woody do. Yeah, any of it, no. actual stand up. And I, I went up to him afterwards in the in the break, and I and I said, "Oh my God, to see you do stand up was so fantastic." I I beg of you to uh, stop playing the clarinet or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Cause he plays the clarinet every yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he, he he laughed. I beg you. <laughs> I beg you, stop playing the clarinet. Which but, is his favorite thing.
0: And that was the weird thing when he showed up on the Oscars a couple years ago. Yeah, you know, he did that. I'll 10 tell you minutes. that. I, I'll tell you
2: something, Mark. He, sorry. He walked out on the Oscars, and I am telling you, I, I don't remember. I was sitting with a bunch of people. I don't remember in the I room. Do as I'm saying. Yeah. There were a bunch of people in the yeah. room, and I I watched him walk on stage. He was five strides into his walk to yeah. the microphone. I said oh my god he's gonna do stand-up yeah and t- i still don't know how i saw it coming
0: and and, he, and he, it was almost like frozen in time it was mystifying it was amazing yeah i i couldn't i couldn't Mesmerized fucking believe what him. i was watching me too
2: i mean he's a master that people just you know don't see there there you go where you, yeah, w- there is a guy you'd like to see do stand up just because you love it and uh you know he he resists it and um so how long ago is it six years ago was it
0: that long already five holy shit I don't know. I, I lose track. I do too.
2: They say they say time doesn't exist. Oh. How's that going? Well, then I don't know what I'm wasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally confused. I know I'm wasting something, Mark.
0: <laughs> well, this hasn't been a waste of time. This has been great. No,
2: I mean I, I I don't know how people will feel listening to it, but I certainly have enjoyed talking to you.
0: I I it was I was nervous about it.
2: I don't know why. Now why would that be?
0: Well, because I have a lot of respect for you, and uh, you know you did a lot of great things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to make it all about me, and it was touch-and-go there for a little while.
2: I love the interviews you do, though, where they are about you. I listened to all a few. All of them? I, <laughs> I didn't listen to all of them. They probably all are, but the few that I listened to, I, I got such a kick out of it, because I wish I could remember you were talking to Conan O'Brien, and yeah. it was like, uh, well, Conan, you remember when I did the show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you hear Conan go, uh-huh. <laughs> and then I, and then I, and then I, and, and, and I, and I, and I... And I say that with love, Mark.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Because I I
2: totally relate to it. I actually listened to that, and then I went, man, there have been a lot of times where I've talked about myself and just, I think, you know, wish I (laughs) hadn't. But I think it's a cool way to do this show. I'm happy to talk about you.
0: Do you feel good about it? Yep. Well, thanks for coming, Gary. Uh,
2: It's always a pleasure coming into this part of town. (laughs) Pleasure, Mark.
0: Thanks. (laughs) Okay, that's our show. I think that went well. I think Gary's a lovely man. We had a good conversation. I, I, I do feel slightly enlightened, and it was uh, it was actually a pleasure uh, to be in his presence. I was very excited about doing that interview. Hope you enjoyed it. Oh, by the way, and thank you, Gary Shannon. Sometimes I forget to express gratitude. You can go to WTFPod.com for all your WTFPod needs. You can go there kick in a few shekels we are listener supported we do have uh the everything is up there there's a it's a whole new site you can comment you can watch video you can go get merch the new cat negotiation shirts is there you can get mugs posters whatever you want you can get the apps for iphone ipad ipod touch or droid you can get those all through the site you can get uh, the the premium episodes at wtfpodshop.com for those dane cook louis ck judd apatow david tell ben stiller robin williams carlos mencia all available at wtfpodshop.com or if you search uh, a wtf premium on itunes just is available there god i love that shit get the wtf blend i get a little bit of that get a little piece of the wtf blend so go do that just punchline magazine for all your up-to-date comedy information needs god damn i'm tired now am i rapturing i might be rapturing Live from Australia on Thursday from the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Look forward to that. Gotta go. I'm, I'm rapturing
1: in my pants.